0: So you know we're in a time of refilling, we're in a time of refueling and it's time to re-up, praise God and uh, of course many of us none of us saw the this uh, pandemic coming, but God did. and I see you're still here. I see you're still breathing. How many of you been eating good) <laughs> Praise God. And, uh, you know, as things develop, we'll unfold more of of children's ministry and youth ministry and midweek services and stuff like that. So just be praying and be believing God with us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So good to see everybody today. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you glad he's your keeper? He is your sustainer. He is your protector. He is your preserver. He is your shepherd. I will say of the Lord, you are our refuge. You are our high tower. Glory to God. Can you praise Him with me just for a moment? Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just think about it. If He's kept you up till now... What would prevent from him keeping you till he returns? You know, the Bible says, with long life will I satisfy him and I'm going to show him my deliverance. Now, he didn't say we're not going to have any tests or trials in this life. But he promised that we could see good days, praise God, if we would just yield our heart and yield our mouth to the promises of God. He's going to satisfy you. He's going to satisfy your household with the God kind and the God quality of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. What we say based on what he said is so important. Uh, In this series... We're doing this series called, I Will Say. I woke up one morning, and these three words came to me. I will say. And of course, that immediately brought me to Psalm 91. And I believe it's verse 2. It says, I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. And then I thought, well, if we can say of the Lord that He's our refuge, we can say of the Lord, He's our strength. We can say of the Lord, He's our sustainer. We can say of the Lord, He is our righteousness. Amen? Now, this morning I want to talk a while on, I will say of the Lord that He is our restorer. Amen. So put your hand over your heart and let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we join faith together. Lord, for utterance to be given and revelation knowledge to flow so that the eyes of our understanding would be flooded with light. Speak to us, O God, by your Spirit and through the Word of God. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory for being able to gather together once again indoors. We give you all the glory and all of the praise for all that you have done and are doing, and yet shall still do. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Amen. Praise God. So now, the word restore is a very interesting word. It's used over 60 times in the Bible. It means to revive, it means to quicken. It also means to turn back or to put back. It means to refresh, it means to repair or to bring back to life to the degree where something or someone is reinstated to their original condition. It means to be better than before, to rebuild and to renew. Now immediately when I think of the word restore, I think of Psalms 23. So let's look over there at the 23rd Psalm and we'll look uh, at verse 3. Psalm 23 and verse 3. Of course, this is in the context, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Amen. And then in verse 3, He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. So we see here that He is the repairer. Amen. He is the restorer and He is the refresher of our souls. Now, the number one way that he does that is through his word. Before I was born again, my soul was broken. But when I came to him and received him as Savior and got filled with the Spirit and made his word final authority and top priority in my life, my soul began to be on a journey of complete restoration. And it continues today. It happens by the renewal of our mind. In Romans 12, I believe it is. He says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. So this restoration of the soul begins that way. Jesus is the bishop. He is the overseer of our soul. In Psalm 19... And in verse 7, a great, great verse of scripture, it says, first of all, in the King James, it says, the law of the Lord is perfect. Did you know it's perfect? And what does it do? It converts the soul. It converts the soul. Now, the Passion Translation says of that particular verse, it says, God's word is perfect in every way. How it revives our souls. His laws lead us to truth and his ways change the simple into wise. Amen. So we see here that there is the possibility of a revival. A revival of what? A revival of our soul. A quickening of our mind to enable us to not lose our mind. To enable us to be quick. To be bright to be sharp. Amen? The memory of the just is blessed. And your memory is directly related to your spirit man. Amen? So if you're having a little difficulty in that area, no worries. Just pray in the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God will bring things and people to your remembrance. Can I get an amen in the household of faith today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he is the restorer and the refresher of our soul. In Matthew, the 11th chapter, and notice with me in verse 28 through 30, or verse 29, he says, Come unto me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve. Now there's that word again. Everyone say, refresh. Refresh. Refresh our souls. Verse 29. Go ahead. Read with me. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am gentle, meek, humble, and lowly in heart. And you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. Woo! glory to God I looked at that in Strong's uh, translation definition last night it literally to rest means to recover and to collect your strength to recover and to collect your strength oh that's good isn't it but it all comes by coming to him not necessarily coming to the fridge You know, we all like a little comfort food. I mean, let's be honest about it. We all like a little chocolate on such a day as this. Right? But true comfort and true rest doesn't come by the refrigerator. He did not say, Come on to the television, or as some people call it, the hellavision. I don't call it that. But he said, Come to me. Come to me. I'm here. I'm available. Come on. I'll bring rest. I'll bring refreshment. I will recover your strength and I will refresh you. Oh, let's raise our hands and let's just come to Him right now in our heart. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come unto you. Oh, brikesa matia. This morning for a refreshing for a recovery of strength, for a renewal, hallelujah, in our souls. Oh, we worship you. We thank you, Lord, for it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Now go over to Acts chapter 3 and notice with me in verse 19. And I'm going to be reading this from the Amplified Version. It says in Acts 3, So repent. So repent. What does the word repent mean? Well, the word repent simply means this. To turn around. To turn away from. And to turn away from things that defile and turn to God. A change of mind, a change of heart, and a change of purpose. How many of you know that sometimes repentance must precede restoration? When a person repents, they position themselves for restoration, which then can bring a glorious refreshing. And this is what Acts the third chapter in the 19th verse is saying to us. So repent, change your mind and purpose, Turn around and return to God so that your sins may be erased and blotted out and wiped clean so that times of refreshing. Say times of refreshing three times. Times of refreshing, times of refreshing, times of refreshing. Those are times of restoration. This is a time for our church to be refreshed. We are in a season of refocusing and refueling and refilling. So that times of refreshing, recovery from the effects of heat, of reviving with what kind of air? A reviving with fresh air may come. Come on, somebody. May come from CNN. CNN may come from Fox. May come from Newsmax. No, it doesn't come from those things. It comes from the presence. Woo! It comes from the presence of the Lord. So heat waves and fiery trials are all seasonal. They don't last forever. And we are in no way fashion or form to consider it strange concerning the fiery tests that have come against us to try us. But I'm just here to tell you this morning for all of us to experience times of refreshing we will have to be where the refreshing is. And that is in the presence of the Lord. God calls A time of refreshing, recovering from the effects of heat. Is there anybody in the house today that could use some recovery? Some restoration from the effects of a fiery trial. Strong says of the word recovery, it is a recovery of breath, a revival, and I like this one, Thayer's definition of this is a cooling or a refreshing. I pray, and Brendan, I pray that the cool breezes of the Holy Ghost will bring wholeness and soundness to every part of your life. For what the enemy meant for evil, may the presence of the Lord wipe it all out. And may evil run as in tear. And may the goodness of God and the glory of God rise up on the inside. And may our spirits and souls and bodies be refreshed. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's happening. It's happening right now. It's happening. It's happening in my mind. It's happening in your bodies. See, along with this refreshing comes restored joy. Smile with your eyes real big. Restored joy. In Psalm 1611, let's read this verse together. He says, Thou wilt show me the path of life in thy presence. What kind of joy? What kind of joy? What happens when you get full of joy? You may dance, right? You know kids are quick to dance. It didn't take but two or three notes. And they're up on the dance floor. What happened to some of us? Huh? Did joy leak? So, I don't feel very joyful. Well, dance yourself into joy. Or word yourself into joy. Or pray yourself into joy. Or talk yourself into joy. Faith is an act. And if you'll step out in faith and rejoice, your joy will be restored. Restore unto us in this house the joy of our deliverance, C.S. Lewis said it this way: The joy is the serious business of heaven And someone said it this way: If you only knew what happened in the spirit, when you rejoice, you would rejoice every day. Come on, take a little drink. don 't be afraid. It's all right. (laughs) Amen. Joy is a spiritual force that is expressed in various ways praising, singing, shouting, dancing, running, leaping, and yes, even laughing. So, why don't we try this on for silence? Let's take about 10 seconds or so and let's just shout into God and give Him praise. Come on, folks. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. <clears throat> ha ha ha. Well, what are you doing, Pastor Mark? You trying to incite a riot? No, I'm not trying to incite a riot. I'm trying to incite a revival. Hallelujah. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. No pun intended. <laughs> ha. Glory. Rejoicing is a demonstration before heaven hell and even others that Jesus is your Lord and you just don't care how you look you may dance your makeup off you may dance your bun down you may dance your shoes off you just don't care Why? Because we're not dancing for you. We're not rejoicing for you. We're rejoicing unto Him. And we will receive the benefit and the blessing and the refreshing. Oh, kurabasheke medeshe. And the recovering from the effects of this heated situation we've been in. Oh, hallelujah. The psalmist said, I rejoice at your word. If you want to get happy in the morning, have a happy meal. It doesn't cost you anything, but it cost him everything. You talk about a meal delivery? He's delivering meals every day. Give us this day. Come on, pray it with me. Give us this day. Give us this day. Give us this day. Give us this day, us this day. Us this day our daily bread. Woo, let your revelation flow. Let your revelation flow. And I know some people are more expressive than others. I mean, just take a look at Kathy over there. But here's the deal, guys. You can get happy at home. In your PJs. Some of you have been doing that for about a year now. <laughs> You see James said count it all joy when you fall into different temptations tests and trials that's an accounting term and an accounting term which literally means be ready have your self in order Get your house in order. Be ready to rejoice because you know. You know. The trial's coming. So so we don't wait until the test is passed to rejoice. We rejoice in the midst of the test. We rejoice before the test, during the test, and after the test, and we shall know only great, great rest in our souls and in our lives. Glory to God. Let's raise our hands. Woo, hallelujah. He says, I rejoice at your word as one that findeth great spoil. Now, another area that restoration is so vital in our lives in is the restoration of health. How many of you have been pressed in your physical body recently or in this last year? Well, I've got a good word for you today. And it's found in Jeremiah in 30 and in verse 17. And I'd like for you to read it with me. Jeremiah 30 verse 17, just the first part. He said, ready, read. For I will restore health unto thee and I will heal thee. Notice this now. He said, I will. The great I am said, I will. If he said, I will, I will receive. How about you? But I looked up that word restore last night. And that restore means to go up. And it means to ascend. Sometimes the circumstances of life and even sickness and disease have a tendency to push us down. But God says, I'm going to cause you to come up. I'm going to cause you to ascend. I'm going to cause you to be quickened in your physical body. There is restoration available for divine health. To make your health and my health better than ever before. But I want you to notice, he said, not only will I restore health unto you, but I will also heal you of your wounds. What this is saying to us is that he can take what has been wounded and broken and restore and make whole again. Wounded relationships. Wounded bodies. Wounded souls. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. What has He anointed you to do, Jesus? He said, He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to to do what? To heal the broken hearted. To preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty all them that are bruised. All those that have been put down. All those that have been crushed. All those who have been broken down by calamity. He's in the house today. He's in the house today. He is the glory and the lifter of our head he is the glory and the lifter of our entire being he in fact pours in the oil and the wine let it be lord and lastly this morning i want to talk to you about a very very important thing what we can expect in this coming year in 2021 I believe with all of my heart that in 2021, the local churches that preach the Word of God, that preach the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that keep themselves in the love of God and don't enter into a divisive spirit where we're rallying and moaning and complaining about one another, but where we have Jesus as our focus and Jesus as the head of the church. And where we come to a place where we are about the great commission and no other mission at all. May there be a restoration of the preaching of the pure gospel of Christ. Are you listening to me? One person said it so clearly and so powerfully that this year, 2021, Will be take place the most powerful move of God in the local church, and that this year is a year of divine healing, a year of divine health, a year of divine prosperity. I thought I'd hear a bigger amen, amen. and the year of divine recovery hallelujah. I believe with all my heart that the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ, has had enough of what's going on. I believe that he's saying enough is enough. It's now time for the last day's revival to take center stage. And it's time for the church to arise. And it's time for the glory of God to be risen upon you. If we could hear Jesus today, I believe that He is shouting, Recover! I believe that He's shouting a recovery of healing ministry, a recovery of health, and a recovery of divine prosperity. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. How many of you in your spirit that resonates with you? Let it be, Lord. Let it be. Let it be unto us according to your word. And so I also believe along with that that the rest of this year and right into next year that you and I are going to regain and recover and take back any ground we we may have lost and that which has been stolen. I'm going to say it again. Everyone said, regain, regain. Recover, recover, take back, take any, back. Ground any ground we may have, may have lost or what has been stolen. We and, been stolen. and some. Yeah. And some. Yeah. And yeah. some. Woo. Amen. Woo. And Woo. some. Woo. Glory to God. Yeah. People can people to go remember go playing go basketball a, a few years back and going in and making a basket and getting fouled, and I'd say and one that means I get a free throw but they wouldn't give me a free throw because it was steep street ball and they'd say I didn't fall you I said well okay <laughs> I had to remember that I was sanctified but Job is a perfect example of restoring someone after trouble hit You know, at a glance, when you take a look at the book of Job, you think, man, that's a book of decrease. No, you've got to read the whole book. The book of Job is a book of increase. I mean, there's a lot of good things that the Bible says about Job. He said Job was blameless and upright, that he feared God, he shunned evil. He was a good man. He had seven sons. He had three daughters. The Scripture says that his estate was substantial. And also it says that he was the greatest man in all of the East. Job had a lot. But one day, everything around Job collapsed. And the thing that caused it to collapse was Job's fear. If you'll notice with me in the book of Job chapter 3 now, in verse 25. Job 3, 25. Are you all still here? Job 3.25 says, For the thing which I greatly feared. So we see that he had great fear of losing it all. He must have had great fear of losing it all because he did lose it all. He said, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. Now, I want you to look at it from Young's literal translation. This is one of the closest literal translations of the Bible that you can find. Young's literal translation says this For a fear I feared, and it met me. And what I was afraid of does come to me. Friends, do not fear COVID. Use common sense, be wise sanitize <laughs> was that a good one Pastor Tom <laughs> I mean use common sense right but don't be afraid of COVID I like Adam Burnell he's Dick Burnell's son And you've heard me say it before, I'll say it again. Adam's got a great church down in Santa Clara. By the way, we need to pray for our Santa Clara County. Adam was all set to have church and they told him he couldn't. For some reason. But uh, Adam said this. He took the word COVID, C-O-V-I-D, and he said, Christ over viruses, and infectious diseases. Okay? So let's say it together. Christ over viruses and infectious diseases. Now, let's take the word Christ, translated the anointed one and his anointing. Christ the anointed one and his anointing in you gives you the victory over every virus and infectious disease. Amen. That's right. yes, That's right. And let's back up just a little bit further. Christ in you, the hope of glory, has redeemed you. That's right. Amen. Yes. Has purchased your freedom, yeah, right. redeeming you from the curse and the doom of the law, which includes COVID. Yeah, that's right. yeah. So be wise. Be smart. Be aware of your surroundings. Now over Christmas, for example, uh, We went down to Southern California to visit John and Lindy and our two granddaughters, Lucy and Olivia. And uh, we didn't have peace on getting on the jet. We just didn't. We did earlier in the year, and Brenda traveled to Oklahoma to do the Kindle of Flame, and she had peace in her heart. But around Christmas time, we just didn't have peace in our... What do you do if you don't have peace in your heart? You don't do what you were going to do. We need to be led by the Spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, We need to be led by the Spirit. Now, let's say this I'm always in the right place, at the right time, doing the right things with the right people. So we didn't fly, but we drove. Got there safely. Thank God we survived L.A. traffic right during rush hour. Thank God for the ability to pray in tongues. And then when we got there, um, John had gotten word. And he uh, has one of the campus churches that he oversees there. And he also, um, as a matter of fact, the church he oversees is the House of Blues in Anaheim. It's at the House of Blues. It's where they meet and it's temporary because he's in a different position now at the church getting promoted to God be the glory but one of the people that was there on the worship team uh, was around someone that had COVID and so John had to get tested and you know everyone here and there had to get tested not us but he came back negative I believe that we were led to go, we were led to drive, and we were led to stay. Amen. Amen. So you got to be led, folks. Job said this, for the thing I greatly fear. Now here's another area you need to be very watchful of. Don't fear not having enough. Amen. That's right. Boy, I wish I'd get down there and just <laughs> preach a while don't fear not having enough because you in fact have El Shaddai the God who is more now he didn't say I'm more than enough just so there's not a pandemic now I, 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 I'm, I'm more than enough you know but if, if you can't have church in person just forget it there Uh-uh. he said I'm more than enough And you know He is? He has been for this place, for your church, and He is for your house. How does one then yield to fear? One yields to fear by saying wrong words. I will say of the Lord, He is my provider. Not, I will say, they'll never be enough. Right. So you've got to school yourself to say what He said. Amen. And that's why we're doing this series on I will say. You've got to get your will involved with what you believe and hook your speaker up with your believer. Yes. Say this with me, I'll always not just have enough, but I will always have more than, more than enough, more than enough money, more than enough peace, more than enough joy, hallelujah, more than enough, glory to God. So everything that Job had was taken away from him. Marauding enemies came and stole his livestock, killed his servants, fire raged through his flocks and fields. All of his children died. He became deathly ill and his wife turned on him. But as bad as it was, Job's suffering only lasted a matter of months. And I'm telling you, God can turn your situation around in a matter of moments. Say with me, He's the God of the turnaround. There's a whole lot more to the story than I have time to go into this morning. But in Job 42.10, look there with me if you would please. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he took his friends outside and beat him. no when he prayed for his friends now notice the rest and the Lord gave Job how much <laughs> oh twice as much twice as much that was double for his trouble twice as much as he had before. Now, notice verse twelve. So, ready, read, please. So, the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning, for he had fourteen thousand sheep, six thousand camels, a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand she asses. He also had seven sons and three daughters. That's an old covenant man. You're a new covenant man. You got a better promise, better covenant established upon better promises. I ask you this morning: Did you wear your shouting clothes? Notice this in verse four, chapter forty-two, verse sixteen and seventeen. After this, everyone say after this. Say it like this: After this, after this, after this, after this. Hallelujah. After COVID, we lived a long life. After COVID, we paid our building off. After this, Job lived a hundred, listen, 140 years and saw his sons and his sons' sons, even four generations. So Job died being old and full of days. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Job went through a tough season. And you may be in one right now. But you are going to have an after this moment. He got twice as much. There's life to be lived right now. After the loss of a job. After the bad report of a doctor. After the divorce. After whatever it is that the enemy came to destroy. When things go wrong in our lives. And we suffer loss. It's easy to get a decrease or loss mentality. It's, It's tempting to settle for less than God's best. But don't do it. Keep reminding yourself that God is the God of increase. He is the one who restores and multiplies. God knows exactly how to make it up to you. He's your multiplier. And he is greater in you than anything that the devil has tried to do to you. Don't limit the greatness of his power. The Bible says it is to us word who believe. I will say of the Lord, You are my restorer. So raise your hands right now as Pastor Brenda comes, Pastor Tom comes. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
1: You, Jesus. Ha ha ha.
0: Ha ha ha. Are you Thank ready you to Jesus. release your faith? Ha, ha, ha. Now, Brenda and I are going to stretch forth our hands right now. Thank you, Jesus. And we are going to say, like someone said years ago, light be, we're going to say, be restored. Be restored.
1: Jesus.
0: Be restored.
1: Yes, in Jesus. Be
0: restored. Name. in your spirit.
1: Yes. Be you, restored
0: in your soul.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Be restored in your body. Thank you, Jesus. Be restored in your business. Yes. Be restored in your relationships. Yes,
1: in Jesus' name. And
0: be restored in your finances. Hallelujah.
1: Glory in to God. In the name of Jesus. Glory Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let me just remind you of this. I think it might be good if y'all stand. Let me remind you of this pastor said it already. But your restoration is connected to your rejoicing. Your restoration is connected to your rejoicing. You might want to go home and read the second chapter of the book of Joel. And in that chapter, it is a whole picture of restoration. In the 21st uh, verse of Joel 2, he says, Fear not, be glad rejoice and then further down and I will restore fear not be glad rejoice and I will restore hallelujah thank you Lord bless the Lord hallelujah how about we do that right now fear not now let's be glad hallelujah and let's rejoice restoration is happening in your life right now restoration is happening in the church glory be to God. There might have been some loss, but it ain't over. It ain't over. I will restore. Be glad and rejoice. Ha 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 ha. How would you act if you got double for your trouble? How would you act right now if everything you're believing God for was manifest? Oh, glory be to God. Woo! hallelujah <laughs> we need to rejoice we need to rejoice ahead of time rejoice and I will